0: Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Sitka's mask mandate is now extended through March of next year. When the Sitka Assembly met last night, it approved the updated mandate, requiring masks in most indoor public spaces and providing a penalty. The mandate goes into effect anytime Sitka's risk level is high, Right now, Sitka is considered by state health officials to be in a high COVID risk level anytime there are nine or more cases reported over a seven-day period. Anytime we go out of high alert, the mask mandate goes dormant. During the meeting, the Assembly heard over two hours of public testimony. A little more than half of the commenters voiced support for the mandate. When it came time to deliberate, the group considered one change, removing a $50 fine for those who don't comply with the ordinance. The motion to remove the penalty failed 1-5, to with member Kevin Knox in favor and the other five present members opposed. The mandate passed on a 4-2 to vote, with members Crystal Duncan, Tor Christensen, Kevin Mosier, and Rebecca himshute in favor, and Kevin Knox and Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis opposed. It goes into effect immediately. We'll have more on the mask mandate on Raven News tonight at 518. The State Department of Health reported 11 new coronavirus infections in Sitka on Monday. That makes a total of 1,107 Sitka residents and non-residents who've tested positive for the virus since the beginning of the pandemic. So far, 22 Sitkans have been hospitalized and five have died. Sitka's weekly caseload is still high, with 42 cases reported over the last seven days. The community's alert level will remain high until the seven-day average drops below nine. A couple of weeks ago, Sitka came within a case or two of lowering the alert level to substantial, but the trend since then has been upward, as it has been around the state. Health officials report that 5,806 Sitkans, or 68% of the population, are now fully vaccinated against covid You can find information about how to obtain the free FDA-approved vaccine in Sitka by visiting the KCAW Coronavirus Information Hub online at kcaw.org. Alaskans are getting COVID-19 at a faster rate than any other state in the nation. Case rates are nearly double last December's peak. Experts point to Juneau, however, as proof that emergency mandates could slow transmission. KTOO's Claire Strimple reports.
1: The impacts of the Delta variant became stark in mid-August. And in most parts of the state, case counts just continue on that upward trend. But Juno's data sticks out. In mid-August, its case counts start to go down.
2: And that downswing started about two weeks after level three mandate of reduced capacity and, and mask.
1: Jonathan King is an economist who spends his pandemic days poring over state data. In late July, Juno brought its mask mandate back, and in early August, it limited capacity at bars and restaurants, among other restrictions. King says what happened next looks like a data confirmation that those mitigation mandates worked.
2: Is it causing a crashing of viral numbers? No, it's not, but it seems like it's holding it in at least um, and at least slowing the growth rate.
1: To be clear, Juno's cases are going up right now. Juneau has been hit harder and seen more cases and more hospitalizations in the last month than ever before in the pandemic. But compared to the rest of the state on certain metrics, the capital city is doing okay.
2: What we see in Juneau is we see about a 4% positivity rate, um, which is much, much better than, say, Anchorage's 9% positivity rate um, and the positivity rate for testing in other boroughs.
1: Positivity rate is the percentage of tests that come back positive. The higher the rate, the more likely it is that you'll encounter someone who's infected. Juno's rate may be lower than Anchorage's, but it's still really high. And Jared Cosen, the chief executive of the Alaska State Hospital and Nursing Home Association, says that just because some of Juno's numbers are lower doesn't mean they're healthy.
3: And those numbers are valid and they're good indicators of things, but they do not tell you the full story on the ground.
1: Kosen says that even though the state's data dashboard has Juno's Hospital capacity in the green, Bartlett Regional Hospital is really full. Last week, there were no open beds. And 18 months into the pandemic, the impact on staff is significant.
3: These people are exhausted and the facility is stressed. When you put that number of patients on them, it's not something that's just a simple, manageable load.
1: State epidemiologists say the two major factors that decrease transmission rates are vaccines and mitigation, things like masks, social distancing. A state study published in January showed that emergency orders, including a mask mandate, slowed the pandemic in Anchorage last summer. More than 80 percent of Juneau's eligible population is fully vaccinated. And on a call with statewide health providers and reporters this month, Juneau-based public health nurse Sarah Hargrave said there's a reason the mask mandate is working in Juneau. People follow it. You, you just don't see people out in the stores without masks. Uh, people are pretty good about social distancing. Bars and restaurants are at a lower capacity based on city ordinances. Jonathan King, the economist, Says the Juno numbers are an indicator of how things could be going a little bit better everywhere else in the state.
2: You know, there's a lot of people in the state that are working very hard, but the lack of public health mitigation measures uh, is hurting the state right now and it's costing lives. And someday, some very smart person will sit down and actually calculate the number of additional hospitalizations uh, and deaths and cost. Uh, that the state is incurring because it refuses to pursue even the most basic public health measures.
1: He says it just doesn't add up. In Juneau, I'm Claire Strumple.
0: Autumn in southeast Alaska means it's time for nearby bears to wander into town and fill up on easy meals. In Skagway, fruit trees, trash bins full of garbage, and bird feeders are all fair game for brown and black bears. KHNS's Mike Swayze checked in with a state biologist for tips on how to avoid attracting bears when they're the most irritable.
4: Skagway is right in the middle of bear country, but for the most part, residents don't see many rambling through town until the fall colors turn the hillsides to rusty shades of yellow and orange. Alaska Department of Fish and Game wildlife biologist Carl Koch says this is the time of year bears go into hyperphagia, which is a phase that precedes hibernation.
5: They're just conserving energy and packing on as much weight as they possibly can before they crawl into their den and not eat for months.
4: So those bears are looking for cheap, easy-to-find meals. Fruit that's on the ground and things like
5: that. Garbage is always an issue if it's not secure. Another thing that can be an easy, high-calorie meal is bird feeders. You know, It's not the time of year to have bird feeders out. It's still too early. You know, I'd wait at least until November for that.
4: Chickens and other livestock are also attractants, and Koch says electric fences around chicken coops are a great deterrent.
5: Make sure it's working properly, test it, and has fresh batteries or are plugged in and working. You know, they get a meal, they learn where it came from, and, the, and they're liable to just come back or look to other similar food sources.
4: They'll do the same with trash cans. Even if your food waste goes into the composter, a bare sense of smell is highly advanced.
5: You know, it's better than a bloodhound. It's just amazing, incredible sense of smell. And so if there's meat juice in there, they're going to smell it. And if they've already gotten garbage somewhere else, sometimes they knock cans over just to check them.
4: Skagway Police Chief Jerry Reddick says there have been a few bears spotted in town, but as yet there haven't been any signs of them getting into trash.
3: We had one report of some trash over between 8th and 9th in the alleyway between Maine and state, but I think the crows, were the ones that were spreading that around.
4: Reddick says the bears have been spotted on the north end of town by 19th Avenue and again over in the city hall area.
3: The one that's been spotted by our officer Michaels um, is going to be a brown bear with a cub. So that that's the cause for concern is that anytime you have a mama bear, she tends to be a little more aggressive when the babies are around.
4: Reddick says there haven't been any issues so far, and he says his department employs a non-lethal method for shooing away nuisance bears.
3: What we used last year that was very effective was a paintball gun. So there was no chances of uh, sending a live round into an animal. It was very effective. We could put more rounds on target and not effectively hurt the bear.
4: Five years ago, a Skagway officer responded to a call in Die and wounded a bear while hazing it. That's a process where they try to scare the bear away. That bear lived another two days before it was finally put down. Similarly, earlier this month, a black bear was injured while being hazed by a Haines police officer and was then euthanized. Reddick says with a paintball gun approach, there are fewer chances of wounding the animal.
3: And you know, anytime you're using less lethal like that with a bear, you always want to have two officers so that you have the lethal option if the bear turns and charges. So it's it's usually going to be a two-person call anytime we have a bear sighting.
4: So far this year, police haven't received any calls that have required the hazing of a bear, but there have been multiple sightings and lots of scat around town. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze.
0: The community has announced its annual harvest day on October 9th. Residents are encouraged to harvest any remaining fruits and vegetables from their properties and help others who may need assistance. Also, municipal garbage pickup has been pushed back to 7 a.m. start time on Mondays and Tuesdays, depending on where you live in town. Municipal officials ask that you put trash out the morning of and not the night before. And state officials say the first group of -of out-of-state healthcare workers reported to Alaska Native Medical Center for orientation today. They're part of the $87 million contract Governor Mike Dunleavy signed for nearly 500 health care workers to help Alaska's hospitals fight the COVID-19 surge. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. Hope you're having a great morning. The time is coming up on 8.01. This is Morning Edition on Raven Radio. KCH-